Well, friends, it's Wednesday, which makes it Wisdom Wednesday, and we're going to finish off the book of Agur, or the sayings of Agur. And I really do encourage you to take some time to read these. Um, it's profound. You should probably need to read it 10 times through, just looking for connections as you're studying God's word here. But we're going to finish this off. There are two uh, more numbered sayings, and then a final encouragement for humility. So we're in chapter 30, starting in verse 24. These are the words of Agor. Four things on earth are small, but they are exceedingly wise. The ant are people not strong, but they provide their food in summer. The rock badgers are people not mighty, yet they make their homes in the cliffs. The locusts have no king, yet all of them march in rank. The lizard you can take in your hands, yet it is in king's palaces. Okay, so let's just take this chunk first. Something we can note right off the bat is that this uh, chunk of scripture here doesn't have a 3-4 progression. It just has 4. And so I'm not sure exactly why that is, but we can just observe it and we can see for sure that it wants to emphasize that these things are small but exceedingly wise, right? So it doesn't do the three things are small but four are exceedingly wise. Instead, he just says four. He drops that parallelism of number, and it's instead wanting to be a contrast. And maybe that's why they dropped a number. It's not one thing and then intensified into the next thing. It's um, four things are small, but it's a contrast. Even though they're small, they're exceedingly wise. So that might be why. There's my theory. That's why it doesn't have a three intensified to four. It just has four contrast with smallness, but they're exceedingly wise. And so all these things were meant to look at where's the weakness and then where's their wisdom that leads to strength. So we'll start with the ants. Ants aren't our people not strong. And so obviously ants are so tiny, you can crush them like a bug. You can cover the entire sole of your foot with ant guts very easily. And if they're not fire ants, they can't do anything about it. And I don't think there are any fire ants back in Israel in those days. So they are just a crushable people. But what do they do? They provide their food in the summer, which means what they take, they're hard workers and they take advantage of uh, when the food is available so that they can store up for later. And this is what's the the wise person sees about the ants this is their wisdom they think about the future and they provide for themselves in the future and this is their strength because they um, are able to gather they're able to protect themselves from the winter that's coming and you know there's lots of sayings in proverbs where wisdom is displayed through the ability to think about the future and make choices now, which will set yourself yourself up for safety or success in the future. So this is an ant. Even though it's so tiny, look at how smart it is. Be like the ant. Verse 26. The rock badgers are people not mighty, yet they make their homes in the cliff. Now notice that repetition of people. And so they're looking at how this kind of creature is and so there's a, a repetition to say there's a building there but also this is how they live their lives so it's not like you're one in a million rock badgers no this is how they live they're not mighty yet they make their homes in the cliff so they know that they're smaller than lions they know that they're smaller than elephants they know that they can't fight with an ox and win just by sheer might so what do they do they find somewhere safe to dwell 
And so they make their homes in cliffs where other creatures can't get at them. They can't get into the rocks. They can't climb up to it. So this is their wisdom. Even though they're small and not strong, they know where to find refuge. They know where to find safety. The locusts have no king, and yet they all yet all of them march in rank. So compared to people where you can have authority and people being commanded to work together, the locusts don't have that, and yet they know how to work together. Locusts swarm. They, they move together in a swarm, which makes them so dangerous, but there's no one telling them what to do. They found out how to work together, and so even though a locust is rather small, because it's their nature to work together, they don't need to be made slaves by a king in order to get things done. And that's where their wisdom is. They choose to work together. And finally, the lizard. It's so small, you can take it in your hands. You can pick it up, you can move it around. It can't stop you from grabbing it, yet it's in king's palaces. So it can sneak into where the royalty lives. It can find a place in the most exclusive human building because of their wisdom. They know how to climb, they know how to hide, they know how to skitter. And so that's nice, right? We've just had some botanical learning, but we're meant to see their wisdom and apply it to ourselves. God has infused his creation with wisdom and we are as God's creatures and God's image bearers meant to see that wisdom in creation and to imitate it because the one wise God made them and us. And so we're meant to be people who think about the future and plan for the future. To We admit our own frailty, our lack of being able to be in control of everything all the time. And so we're meant to plan for the future. We store up for a rainy day. We're meant to realize that we're fragile and vulnerable and find a source of safety. Not just like in making homes and stuff like that, but also to find our safety in the Lord. We can't control much. We can't protect ourselves from much. We need someone who can be our refuge. We need someone who can be our sanctuary. So we need to be like the rock badger and admit that we're not mighty, but we can make a home in the Lord who is a firm foundation and a great defender. We can choose to work together like the locusts. We can see that God's people functioning in unity does more than functioning in independence, and we can choose to be people who seek out working together in unity with other people and not needing a king to compel us to do it. And we can be like a lizard. We can say, hey, I'm tiny, but by faith, by believing in God's word, by submission to him, I can dwell in the palace of the king. I can dwell with God in heaven by faith, even though I'm a nothing burger, even though I'm just a tiny little lizard in this life. I can seek God, trust him, walk with him by faith, and live with him and dwell in the palace of the king. That would be wisdom. Even if you're a lizard, it's better to live in the palace of the king as a lizard than be a man separated from the king. Amen? All right, so let's take the next chunk of Proverbs. This one is a progression, okay? Verse 29, three things are stately in their tread. Four are stately in their stride. So you see a progression there. There isn't that contrast of this, but that. It's actually thing, things that are stately. So, so they're regal, they're proud, and tread, and they're pride. So it, these lines are very, very close parallels. Tread and stride are super, super close synonyms. The word stately is there twice, and there's a progression from three to four. So this line is meant to be a very close um, 
repetition or parallel. First one, the lion, which is mightiest among the beasts, so that's why he can walk around so tough, because there aren't any other land animals more dangerous than him, and does not turn back before enemy before any. The lions are particularly fearless. Verse 31, the strutting rooster. So he kind of goes around among the chicks. He's got his head held high, and he struts. He's the, the chief of the chickens. The he-goat, who is also a fighter. No, we don't test... Tech, or often think of goats as tough, but they are tough. They will just ram lots of stuff. A he-goat can be mean. And so when a he-goat is the top goat on the barnyard, he's ready for a fight. He's a brawler. He's stately. He puts his chest out if he has a chest and walks around. And now here's the switch. We have three kinds of animals, and now we come to people, and a king whose army is with him. And so this is a place where um, men put on their puffed out chests is when a man has his army with him. He's stately in his stride. And I'm not sure if this is a good thing. Is this like a warning against pride? Or is this like the fulfillment of if you are wise enough to be able to form a well-trained army, then you get to be like the top of other creature um pyramids so to speak like the rooster is the the proud bird and the he goat is the proud barnyard animal and the lion is the proud wild animal and if you manage your life well you can also uh, come to a pinnacle i'm not sure if that's true um, in fact it may be more like a warning to not mess around with the king because he's the top dog and i think of that because of the next proverb pairing that comes along in verse 32 if you've been foolish, exalting yourself, or if you have been devising evil, put your hand on your mouth. For pressing milk produces curds, pressing the nose produces blood, and pressing anger produces strife. So anger is a huge proponent of humility, of knowing your place. And so it ends with, if you've been foolish, you've been devising evil, you've been exalting yourself, cut it out. Because you are going to produce strife through anger, through pressing of the nose, you know. That the end result of your foolishness is going to be strife. And so it seems like if he goes from, <laughs> excuse me, the greatness of the king to now you better humble yourself and stay low. That seems like not something you would attain through the kingship, but that you need to respect the fact that the king has an army. The king is able to take out lots of people because he has tons of soldiers. So make sure you stay in a humble position. All right, so this is the book of Agur. It starts off with him describing his humility as far as revelation goes and that he needs God to know anything. And it moves through various situations about testing your own desires and loving the order that God has put into his wise universe and this great call for us to humble ourselves and in wisdom participate with the world that God has made, not by exalting ourselves over it, but by humbly receiving the world as God's made it and walking with him. And amen.